Yeah, season three. Season three. This is season three. <laughs> Officially now, this is season three. I feel like we skipped season two. Season two was that weird period, you know? Now we're in season three. Oh, I feel like we need updated music and... Uh, good morning, good afternoon, and good night, everybody. Welcome back to the Generational Divide season three. Here with your host, Jason maddox Pasigan. And Steve Flores. <clears throat> yeah, welcome back to season three of the podcast. What you missed last time on the Generational Divide, I was very depressed. I am no longer as depressed as I was. And what a plus. <laughs> and we have new camera equipment, better microphones, and I have a laptop in front of me now to pull up topics and things to talk about. Yeah, this should be good. Yes, we took a month break, right? That was a month. Yeah. It yeah. was a very needed month for me, I think. Yeah. 17, 18, 19, 20. I'm trying to figure out what episode we're on. I think we're on episode 20. Yeah, but we took a, a month off. So I think I needed the month. We were going to record last week, but I was like, bro. Yeah. I, it, it took a, a little bit of time. Because uh, Jason was going through things, you know, a lot of tickle parties. No, what is, don't of, say that. That's weird. Like bad eating. Bad uh, eating? What? A, a failed attempt at sleeping well. Okay, we can actually <laughs> talk about that. So, yeah, I went through things. We were in record last week, but I was like, bro, like quality over quantity. So I needed one more week. And now we're here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's different in your life oh. since the last time we've came? Uh, nothing. I've been uh, doing a lot more uh, writing. So if you oh. want to check out my writing, it's probably going to be boring to you. <laughs> like, like creative writing? Mm, some of it is. Most mm. of it is on like uh, topics regarding education, how to make education better. Uh, so yeah. you can see me on Substack. So I think it's less is more education.substack.com. So you're not on Wattpad? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> you don't write fan fictions? Oh, fan fiction? Yeah. No, oh. but now you got me thinking, like, what do you think my, my, uh, fan fiction would be about? I can't say this on air, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> may have to do with stuff at an old place. Mean you used to be. <laughs> no, <laughs> some NHS. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, I could, I could write a, like a, a whole book on my experiences being a teacher yeah, could do that. and seeing like, yeah, because I've had some wild experiences. I've I've been thinking about it. Uh, I remember my first year teaching. Um, so I'm not, you know, credentialing programs don't really prepare you for a lot of things that are going to happen while you're teaching. Uh, one of the things that happened was I was wearing a short sleeve shirt, oh, and I have story, a tattoo, yeah. right? And so, and this was homeroom. So my homeroom was a bunch of freshman yeah. students, right? So, um, you know, I wore a shirt, short sleeve shirt. He saw my tattoo. He goes, mister, I got a tattoo too. I was like, what? You're a freshman. <laughs> like, what, are you, what are you talking about? And he's like, and he lifts up his shirt and he's oh got like one of those Brock Lesnar sword tattoos. Okay. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta look that up. Uh, it goes from his belly all the way up to like near his oh my gosh <laughs> yeah, yeah that's crazy yeah but it's like 
it's like that that Brock Lesnar tattoo, but if like a three year old had drawn it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And I was like, we'd love to see it. I was like, why do you have like why do you have like a tattoo? And he was like, oh, my uncles gave it to me in Guatemala. I was like, <laughs> real. <laughs> I was like, what? Like what? <laughs> yeah, but that was like, and then that led into like a whole wild story about this kid. And he had like a tragic story, man. Like every, every he had everything bad happen to him. Just like me, for of. real. Uh, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you got it easy. You got a good uh, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhere like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. And you also interviewed a senator of the United States of America. No, I <laughs> interviewed a state senator, which is a little bit different. Same uh, thing. Yeah. So I interviewed uh, state senator Josh Newman Shout recently. Out. Shout and out. You can check him out on Less Is More. Uh, podcast. Did you mention me? Podcast. Did nope, you mention me? Not even once. <laughs> I didn't even think of you. To be honest, TBH, as they say. It's mean. Yeah. It's mean, if anything. <laughs> so, what have I been doing? Living, surviving. Yeah. Doing college stuff. My college is on strike right now, or the TAs are on strike. Yeah. How so that? it just made me lazier. Okay. <laughs> because classes get canceled or they're not required to go, so I'm like, I just sleep in now. And like, I just watched the podcasts to do my notes and study. And then some of our finals and projects are getting altered, which I'm happy about because that means less work for me and better grades for me. So I'm chilling with that. And yeah, dealing with stuff. I haven't cried yet. <laughs> I still haven't cried. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that a thing? What? I haven't cried today. That's I haven't mean, cried yet in like since. That remember the me? last podcast? Like we haven't cried in like two months now, which is not good. Okay, so you got a lot of built up emotion. Yes, and yes, but I I, I could let it. Constipated with emotion. Uh, don't say that. I could <laughs> release it, but you know I I just don't want to. Okay, my because goal is to get him to release it. No, in this podcast. No, it's not going to come out on this podcast. <laughs> It will, if I talk to someone about it now, we'll release like, cause I'm ready for that now, but like everyone's busy doing their own thing. So I don't want to be a burden on to, uh, those around me. Okay. But that's like, you're still being a burden. No. How? Yeah. Because now everybody Sky. is like anticipating what the big thing is that you, that you don't want to share with anybody. So that builds up anxiety in everyone else. Well, it's not life changing for them. It's not going to change them in any way. It's just my stuff. Like, you know. Okay, let's go back to the kid sister example. If your kid sister came up to you and said, I haven't cried in two months. <laughs> okay, but these are my kid sisters. Things these are, are, my are building up. Uh, and I don't want to let it out because I don't want to be a burden on you, Jason. It's because, look, look, look let me, let me give I you, don't want to be a burden on you, Jason. <laughs> let me give you an example. Like, there's been, like, just, it's been a lot of, like, it's been a, it's a tireless week or two in the norms, you know? Mm -hmm. We've been, I, there's lots of stuff, like, lots of, crazy stuff that's been going on so it's like everyone needs to like chill so i'm just gonna chill so they could deal with my stuff another time i'll just deal with my stuff alone you know <laughs> you feel me <laughs> i'm just gonna bury it down well because the, it they way, need to chill out down. they need to they're they're like and me listen, it's okay it's not it's not gonna come back and bite me in the butt Flores, later on Flores, listen they're some of those people that i care about they're like me they will light themselves on fire in order to keep others warm you know, that's not a good thing. I know. And that's why I'm trying to like, I've been telling them that I've been, I've been the teachings you've been giving me, I've been giving them, but since then, like they need to focus on themselves, you know? So hence them need to focus on themselves. I won't give them the opportunity to light themselves on fire. Okay. You know, 
<laughs> it's a slippery slope. It sounds like a very slippery slope. Yeah. Because you know what I'm trying to say, though, right? I kind, I kind of get it. I don't agree with it at all. But well, if they ask about it, maybe I'll, I'll tell them. Uh, okay, you know, like though, yeah, because there is consequences to holding in emotions. You know, eventually that's all gonna like bubble up, and it's, it might even well, bubble up that. in weird ways that you don't even think about. Well, I know that. Yeah. Like it might just make you like less patient or it might just make you less, uh, it's more tired, willing to hear other people out or less, you know, like there's, it's going to affect you in a way that you might not expect. It just makes me more. Oh no. So this is my trauma response to all that. I get more tired and I bury myself in all my work until it's all done. Okay. Is that a good thing? Yeah, it is a good thing. Cause it gets all my work done. I, again, I wrote a thousand five hundred words in one day yesterday. Okay. So, yeah, it's pretty solid. I think it's a pretty healthy coping mechanism. Well, maybe um, not healthy, but like, you know, it's, it's a coping mechanism. <laughs> maybe not healthy. Wow. You know, like this week I wrote 2,371 words. You, I, that was a week. I did mine in a day. Yeah, that, day. this was only like, uh, I guess it was two days. Yeah. So if I were to write 1,500 words a day, we'll times that by seven. Okay. That would be 10,500 words. I beat you. <laughs> is that a race? It is a race. But it's like, uh, so you did that once. You burnt yourself out. I didn't burn myself out yet. Okay. <laughs> what do you guys think of that weird smile you that, just made? That's solid. My essay is solid. I have to write a thousand more words to it, but it's solid. Okay. It's solid. I'll do that next week. All right. I mean, I do appreciate that it's like ahead of time, right? Yeah, it's a week ahead of time. A week ahead of time. See, that's the thing. Like when my sad or like trauma, like responses stuff is I bury myself in all my homework and Mm. all the work I have. So what is making you sad? Huh? (laughs) This is not therapy. Hmm? This is not therapy. This is not the topic I had for today. I know, but you asked me what I wanted to talk about. Okay, you said you wanted to listen or respond. Yeah, I wanted to listen and respond, and my response is a question. It's like, so what's getting you down, Jason? Are you not getting tickled in the right no! way? No! No, don't say that's weird. Uh, I just, like, every season, every, when it comes to wintertime, it's like winter for me is bittersweet. I always love it, but I also hate it a lot. Why? Are we really going into this? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> You got something else you'd rather do? Yes. <laughs> I have like three topics on one of them. Elon Musk buying Twitter. How that shit show has been going. Okay. I, I like this. I like this more because it's more engaging. I'm more interested. Like, I, don't, I don't, you know, Elon Musk, he's cool and everything, but he's not right in front of me right now. And I don't know that. Well, dude. if we could Elon Musk as a guest. Okay, go work on that. But right now, we got Jason in front of me. And I want to know more about Jason and what's going on in his head. Well, I'm not going to give you like the stuff that's going on, but I'll tell you like the general thing. Okay. Is that fine? It's fine, so I guess. I won't give you the specific like... That'll get me off your back. The, the, moment, the in the moment stuff. I'll tell you the general stuff that happens every year. So around the wintertime every year, I do get a little, a little sadder, a little more somber. <laughs> yeah. A little more somber and everything. And that is because seasonal depression or seasonal sadness, whatever you want to call it. And that is usually during the the holiday or winter time. Okay, for context, you guys should know that this dude is not living in Washington. 
where it's cloudy all day. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> in freaking San Diego, where it's beautiful outside, the people are beautiful. He's right by the ocean. That's He's got not that the. Nice that's not what I mean. Breeze. It's not. I. That's not I, what I mean. It's not the weather. That is. The weather does make me sad. <laughs> but what do you think seasonal means? Okay, what's a different word? Like it's a specific time of the, the year every year. Then what is it? Huh? It's a specific time of the year every year. Then what yeah, is it? Yeah, but it's the it's the change in season is what makes it seasonal affective disorder. Then we what? only have one season in California. Okay, then it's s- called hot summer. Oh, and we have a sub season called cold summer. <laughs> like you know, like, like okay. It's not, All right, pause then. Weather so what, is not. So what do we your, call? What do we call? Like the holiday sadness. What do you want to call that then? Uh, your own personal problem. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> the I'm holidays are not on, a sad time on, for hold me. On, hold on. You know? Seasonal. Like, it's called depression, depression, dude. Like I don't know what to tell you. It's probably you not letting out your emotions no, every year. Sad. It's <laughs> seasonal affective disorder. It's called sad. That's crazy. <laughs> seasonal affective occurs in climate where there's less sunlight. Oh, that I love less sunlight though. So it's not bad. See, less sunlight. Why is there less sunlight? But I love Why less, is there sunlight. less sunlight. I love less sunlight. Huh? I love less sunlight. Why is there less sunlight? All right. Anyways, so then, okay, maybe not seasonal depression. So I just get a little more somber. Talking to the mic, buddy. A little more somber and just somber during the, the Thanksgiving and the, the December times. Or Why? Christmas times, huh? All right. So long time ago. I used my my family used to be very connected, and now it's not as connected anymore. Okay, and that makes me sad because I grew up young having that, and now when crap happened, I don't have that no more, or it's not as it used to be, and that makes me sad because mm. yes, I get it. You know, my parents got divorced. <laughs> yeah, it's not just that though, like. There's a lot more to it than my parents just getting divorced. Like, there's a lot of fallout. Well, of course. It was there's a big like fallout in every it was divorce, a, dude. Yeah, like, I know. But it was like, it was a big fallout. Like, it was stuff stuff independent mm-hmm. of that happened at the exact same time. Oh, and like then, your grandpa dying? That is something else that, mm-hmm. well, no, that didn't happen during that time. Oh, that I'm talking about myself. Oh, real. Yeah. Uh, other Dude, stuff. Like, like, like serious I think stuff. one of the biggest mistakes that we as humans make is that we believe that, that our own experiences are completely uni- unique to ourselves. Uh-huh. Right. And then that makes it feel like we're being a burden on other people when the stuff that affects us is starting to affect us. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause when I was 10 years old, my grandpa died. My youngest brother was born. My parents got divorced. And uh, I think I got appendicitis. Whoa. <laughs> like, like, yeah, sometimes when it rains, it pours, right? Yes, and it poured a lot. Yeah, and it, it'll pour a lot, right? And, and Your some, appendix filled sucks. with pus? Yeah. That's disgusting. You disgusting, revolting creature. You should be ashamed of yourself. Okay, I was 10. You should be ashamed <laughs> of yourself. <laughs> Uh, and that's not something you really can control. No, so, you can. Uh, yeah. And so it was pretty, it was a pretty rough like time, mm-hmm. but it's not like the, uh, you know, I think I, if I had understood that other people had had similar experiences, 
it would have made me less like uh i don't know if it's like if judgmental is the right word <laughs> right or or judgmental. yeah i'm very judgmental but I, I think it was more of like i felt like no one could relate to what i was going through i don't agree with that i don't see it like that but yeah, yeah but you're hiding yourself from everyone i wouldn't say i'm hiding myself you're hiding a certain part of yourself right now i am because yeah. i'm just trying to chill i'm trying to get through this semester All right Yes. Right. It, it reminds me of like that study where uh, they did like CEOs that like to, you know, CEOs of companies, they're workaholics. So they don't mind working 60, 70 hours a week, mm -hmm. you know, just like at whatever their, their job is. Okay. And what they found was like a lot of them will start to burn out. And a lot yep. of the time they didn't want to take vacations because they felt like too much was riding on their shoulders. Mm -hmm. But what they found was that if you force these guys to take a two week vacation, when they came back, they were 50% more productive. See, that's why I'm this Christmas break, this when this Thanksgiving break is going to be good. I need a break from my dorm okay. at school and San Diego, even though I love it here. I need a break from it. Yeah. <laughs> Needs a break from San Diego. Yes, because I need a break from school. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you need a break from San Diego or do you need a break from school? Both, because they're now associated. Mm. Anyways, why, so, why is school such a burden for you? I don't like school. Why? It's dumb. Then why are you doing it? Because I need an education. Why? Because it's what's going to further me in life. Why? Because I need a degree to get a job. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. I like school, but then at the same time, I hate it. Like when it's, once I take the classes I like, I'll start enjoying it and get better professors. I'll also start enjoying it too. Okay. So you're, I'm just at the beginning part where I just got to, I got to just get this stuff out of my so way. Just so you know, like you're making a, a critical error here. What's my critical error? Right. It's like, it's kind of like the same error that, that people that believe in heaven make. It's like, they think that, oh, if I can just get to this one point, right then all my problems will be solved and everything will be great for the rest of my life. I don't think that at right? all. I it's think like, yeah, it's like, oh, I just need to graduate and get a job. And then once I have a job, then everything's going to be fine. Yep. Yeah. As somebody who graduated from college and got a job, I can tell you that that feeling isn't going to go away because of the job. It'll help. No, it's not. It might. Okay. Well, We'll, we'll come from back in my like 10 experience years. and from observing myself and a bunch of other people that are also my age, uh, the job itself or the going through college or going like those experiences, although they can be valuable and uh, they are not the, the end all be uh, all. It is the end all be all. It yeah. is the end all be all. <laughs> See, and this is one of the reasons why I left teaching is because it conditions you to think in that way. It I conditions you to think, okay, like if you can just go to college and get a job, then everything will be fine. It will. Everything mm -hmm. will be fine. No, that's not it's what called, the statistics are. It's called are having hope. It's called having hope, bro. You know, like you get uh like you can have hope in everything, but you can have hope in something stupid or you can have hope in something smart. This is what smart. would you rather do? This is smart. Why? Why? College is smart. Why? For everyone? For me? Absolutely. Okay, no, not everyone, but for me, yeah. Why? Because I said so. <laughs> just because you said so. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think all those people that said so? That can't get a job once oh, they graduate. I'm gonna get a job. Why? Because I have the determination, willpower, and drive. And you're the only one that has that. Yes. 
Wow. <laughs> no. Audience. Obviously not. Mind, obviously this, not. This is obviously not. Think, this is what he thinks it no, is. No, obviously not. He's obviously talk about this. stronger, better. This is than not the topic. Here. This is not how this was supposed to go. Okay, what do you want to talk about? Me being sad or me going to school? Uh, well, I don't think those two things are disconnected. They are. Hmm? I'm not sad about school. But you said you wanted to get away from school. Yes. Why? I just want to get away from the work. I just don't like doing work because it's annoying. Oh, so you want to get away from responsibility. Yes, schools. But here's the thing, like, less responsibility, but, like, even though I hate it, I'm going to still do it. Like, I'm doing my essays, like, a week early, two weeks early. Like, I just need a break from the work, the responsibility for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know what this is called? What? It's called burnout. It's not burnout. I'm not burnt out. Sounds like burnout to me, burnt man. Out. What's it called when you, like, get tired of doing the work that you're doing? called being human anyways so yeah during the seasons around this time i just get sad because my family used to be very conjoined i was very used to that and then it didn't happen i was like dang so now sometimes there's just a little bit of tension between the holidays i'm just like nice real cool mm-hmm. but maybe this time will be different because you know i have a car now could go wherever i want i could hang out wherever i want i feel like it'll be different now i feel like we're gonna have an interesting conversation in january why <laughs> Why? I'm just going <laughs> to see like if that worked. I just want to, I'm just want to, in January, I want to ask you, okay, I'm going to have to write this down. Ask, let's see. Ask Jason if having a car solved his <sighs> seasonal it's affective not gonna, it's disorder. Not gonna, it's not going to solve it, obviously. I'm not saying that. I'm saying Whoa. it could help. Okay. Well, why? It gives why me more freedom? Why look to for do what help? I want? You know, like if you have a gaping wound on the side of your <laughs> oh leg, mm-hmm. a band aid is gonna help. Yes. So this right? is a band aid. Yeah. Yeah. Is is a band aid gonna solve your problem? Mm-hmm. No. Stitches are gonna solve your problem. A band aid is not gonna solve your problem. May yes, it will. <laughs> Dude, listen. Like I know. Like. The I'm denial not of reality. Look, bro. Look, one. I'm not telling you like the 100% the reasons why I'm feeling how I'm feeling right now because I'm not gonna tell you on a podcast where everyone can hear it. I don't want that side of me here. Well, all I'm saying is, if you want your to address your problem, you have to address the actual problem. Well, yes, and I'll do not that. Not ancillary. I'll things. do that in, eventually. I'll do that this week. What's why don't someone, we just do it right now? I don't want to do it on the air. No. I'm not doing that on there because it's stupid. Like, I know it's stupid. It's probably not. It is. Mm-mm. It is. Well, I'm not going to tell you on there. Why do you think it's stupid, Jason? <laughs> because it is. Why? It is stupid. But this is the this is what, what people find the most interesting is hearing about the issues that other people are having so that they have a possibility or a chance to relate to them. <sighs> yes. And right? you know what? P- I, people will relate to like it. It's like a voyeuristic thing, you know? It's like it's like if you're like in a hotel room and then you hear people arguing in a hotel room, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're walking down the hotel hall and then you hear somebody arguing. Everybody kind of like stops and listens for a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like that. So do you want the viewers or not, man? Look, <laughs> we can do it. We could talk about it when I'm over it. Right now, it's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing, but just, I just feel stupid talking about it with whoever wants to hear it can hear it. Okay. 
All right, so let's talk about Elon Musk. <laughs> this guy. No, we can't do that now. We're already in too deep. <laughs> We're in too deep into this. I could tell you why I feel stupid about it. Because at the end of the day, it's, it doesn't matter. Like, nothing is going to matter. Or this is not going to matter. I disagree with you, man. <sighs> it's just dumb. <laughs> it's just dumb. What does that mean? I mean, it's just dumb. Like, the emotions I'm feeling is just dumb. And some of the things I do to myself, like I know something's a bad idea, but like I'm like, oh, I have hope for it. Like having hope in stupid things and I still do it. And I'm like, damn, this went exactly the way I thought it was going to be bad things. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, so I do it to myself. So do you learn from any of that? Yeah, I learn from it, but it's also my fault. So there's no point of express or not expressing it, obviously express it. But there's like, can't really do anything about it because like I did this to myself. I well, guess so. So I complain. I mean, to get it out, to feel better. Well, yeah. But that's why you should complain. But I, I did this to myself, though. Or some of it I did to myself. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, you're acting like you're the only person that does stupid things. I, I'm not, but we all I, do stupid I, I, things. And I know that. Yes, I know that. And that's why I'm chilling. This is normal. <laughs> Doesn't feel like it. It feels like you're holding back from us, Jason. <laughs> Let no. us in, Jason. No, I'll it's go in fault, January. Jason. In January, I'll, I'll I'll go in. Okay. On it. All right. So let's talk about Musk. Dude, you can't just do that. Are you sad, Mister Flores? No. Oh, uh, congrats. I'm actually doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good, well, relatively speaking. Not super good, but. <laughs> well, why, why is that? Weigh on me. Why? Why is that? Uh, mostly like financial things. You know. We are in a recession. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to get worse. I can't do anything about it, you know, other yeah, than... Yeah, you can. Talk to your senator friend. I know. <laughs> hey, man, what are you going to do about this? <laughs> you, got that, you got that contact Just now. put him on the spot. He's <laughs> like, hey, man, like my groceries used to cost like $80. Now they cost 150 What's up with that? Yeah. Just tell that's, him. That's not, it's not going to help anything, you know? It's just putting somebody on the spot, you know, like asking them in front of a live audience, like, what's your problem? <laughs> Not live audience, but large audience <sighs> of 12 people that listen to this. <laughs> it's an audience at that. All right. But look, 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 look. So I'll, I'll talk to someone like I think I'm at the at the end of my my um, my emotional episode that season two so like it's spilling into season three a little bit but it's like at the end of it it's like next time we talk we'll be i'll be fine and then we could go into january so i'll be like hey what the hell happened in season two and then yeah we could do a little debrief there okay because obviously i'm fine now i'm chilling now like my old stuff last time we did this i was dead remember oh, that yeah i mean you know when i'm feeling fine i don't go around telling everybody that i'm fine you're asking me though. <laughs> That's the difference. You're asking me. We had this whole conversation about. It. I didn't walk into here like, yeah, I'm fine. I didn't do that. I just was just my bubbly self, you know. Oh, okay. So I'm chilling now. Right. So I'm chilling. You want to change the subject now? <laughs> sure. Let's okay. change the subject. All right. So what so, did you want to talk about? I'll just do Thanksgiving themed episode, saying gratefulness and what we're we grateful for. But this kind of took a detour. Okay. So, what are you grateful for? <laughs> now he's all mad. Yes. Why are you mad, man? <laughs> I'm not mad. You mad, bro? I'm not mad. It's just being cut. I'm not mad. 
What are you grateful for? Well, I get my diet, my diet, Dr. Pepper. Well, you get your diet, Dr. Yes, Pepper. Tell us what you're thankful for. <laughs> well, I guess I'm thankful for uh, my family. You know, I have a son who's awesome. You know, he's very smart. He's very like uh, inquisitive and caring. Um, and I have a daughter who's just like silly as hell and and hilarious and you know just great um i have a wife that's super supportive and that helps me uh become a better man you know like i i am so grateful that i've made the decisions that i made because it's given me a support system that i don't think uh, i would have had otherwise and here's one of the weird things right because when you're young, you're always, I feel like the underlying message is always like run away from responsibility, run away from anything that's hard, run away from things that feel bad, run you away from things that, that, you know, are like too big of a problem. You should or feel uncomfortable. Right. I've been living by your teachings and telling you, I, yeah. I share your, your, your teachings to my fellow I mean, they're peers. not necessarily my teachings. They're just things that I've read from other well, people. I've been sharing them to a lot of yeah. people. And that's I live good. like that now. But it's like, yeah, and I appreciate that too. You know, Are you I'm grateful, grateful that, that that Jason listens to me. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, most of the time. All the time. Although I did not recommend he drink Dr. Pepper. Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm super grateful that 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 I ran towards responsibility instead of running away from responsibility, right? For real. Yeah. Like, and I kind of wish that I had done it earlier. Like, this is something that I, I've said be, in the past is, all right, so here has been like the, my personal trajectory in life, right? So in high school, I was like a complete loser, right? Like, and, you know, probably most of elementary and middle school too. But I, I just did, I just had a hard time making friends. I didn't make lasting relationships. I, uh, you know, things were just rough all around. Not I had a sponsor. Like, my own like issues at home. And then, um, and then in college, I tried to reinvent myself, but I did it in a, in a like a really stupid way. Were you trying to be the mysterious guy? Yeah, I was trying to be oh, like mystery, guy. and and I read that book, mm-hmm. and then I started like, and I figured out like how to attract women and stuff, and so I went out a lot and a lot of dates and stuff, and and uh, and then I met my wife, and I was just like, all right, I I feel like she meets like all the things that I ever wanted in a person. Right. Mm -hmm. So I made a commitment to just like stay with her throughout everything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, even though we didn't get married at the time, actually, we actually wound up dating for eight years. Right. And before getting married and a lot of it was fun, man. Like we would travel, we would like, uh, we love going to San Francisco, Santa Barbara. It's good. We went to like the national parks. We went to Yellowstone. We went to Yosemite. We went, all over the place together and it was fun for sure yeah but i couldn't shake this feeling that i was like missing something right your humanity right like i was like i feel like there's something that i should be doing that i'm not doing right now and then so i was like well all of our friends started getting married so i was like maybe i should maybe i just need to get married right so i proposed to her we got married and then afterwards and it was fun it was great and afterwards i was like that same feeling came back of like, I feel like I'm missing something. Like, I feel like I should be doing something that I'm not. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and then 
we just decided like, all right, let's just try to have kids. Right. So after three years Real. of being married, uh, we, you know, we got pregnant, my son was born and then my son exhausted us, man. It's exhausting <laughs> to being a parent. Right. So it was really hard to have to wake up every two hours, make sure he's fed, change his diaper, do all that. And, and then, you know, later on have to like go to, go back to work and do all that. And it was, it, I just remember it was the most tired I had ever been was when my son was born. But the happiest. Yes. And that feeling that I had of like, I should be doing something that I'm not doing right now. It started to go away. Right. That's good. And then didn't go away completely. And then like the next step was like, well, like, oh crap. Like I had this realization that I have to take care of this person. Right. Mm -hmm. I have to take care of like this human being. And I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Right. Like, like I, it's not like I had two loving parents that raised me that showed me how oh, to be a parent. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And I had a, you know, product of divorce and all that. And, and real, it was Builds character. nasty. Right. But it left me unprepared. Mm -hmm. And then, so I was like, maybe I should like read up on something. And that's when I fell in love with reading again. Right. I used to love reading when I was young, when I was in elementary school and then I started uh, listening to audiobooks, and I was like, oh, wow, I really love audiobooks. Mm -hmm. And I started reading about everything. And I started listening to more podcasts about like philosophy, about uh, religion, about history, about uh, just everything, I, you know, about politics. I, and I started like, like seeing once you read enough, you start to see like this little thread of commonality in everything. Mm -hmm. And the more you read, the stronger you can see that. And it's like a guiding source for you. Mm -hmm. And you can use that guiding source to like make decisions. And, and I just try to like do that when I read, I have like an intention. Like I have like, I'm trying to become a better person so that I can raise my son in a better way than I was raised. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and then I ran towards that responsibility. Right. I started reading more. I started reading books on parenting. I started reading books on, on everything. And I started applying them. I started working with my son and, and talking to him and using all the things that I've learned. It's a beautiful being thing. being patient with him. And, and then my daughter was born and I was even more exhausted. And it was really like <laughs> one kid is hard. Two kids is twice as hard. Like it's really freaking hard. And now you have a vasectomy. Right. Yeah. Now I have a vasectomy. I'm done with that part. But I kind of, you know, part of me kind of wishes snip, like, snip. oh, I wish I could have, I could afford to have more kids. You know, Aww. because even though it's super difficult and super hard to raise kids, you know, it's exhausting. They're constantly asking you <laughs> questions. They're constantly like peeing themselves and pooing themselves. And, and you have to get wipes, you get diapers. You have to like, it's just like this, this so, thing. But so what I'm hearing is that if you want to find purpose in life, you, you have kids. Yeah. So well, you're saying he, for who, some people. he who shall not be named should have a kid right now. Uh, <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. You know, maybe start with a cat or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he has three dogs. Yeah, but like the the idea is you run towards responsibility if you want to feel like you've done something I with your with life, that. right? Yeah, I can relate to that. I know this is about things we're grateful for, but I'll I can segue into that. Um. What I'm grateful for is, you know, being alive. I'm surviving, you know, mm -hmm. I'm here, getting into a good university. 
um, some pretty good solid friends. My uh, my little sister, above all, love her. Shout out to her. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, the reason why I want to talk about grateful is because you know life can suck. Life sucks sometimes. We're going to the wars and stuff. People dying. Life sucks sometimes. <laughs> but we we got we just gotta step back. Realize what we have in front of us. No matter how crappy and horrible life can get, we still have beautiful things in front of us that sometimes the horrible, crappy things in life can overshadow. But they, the things we're grateful for should always outshine them. Why are you laughing at me? It's just funny. Like, like everything sucks. But you got to focus on what's grateful. But are things really suck? You know, like, yeah, it's called looking on the bright side. Looking on the bright side. I feel like you're, like, you're kind of focused on the, on the dark side. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just trying to emphasize how crappy life can be. But at the end of all the crap, we still have things that, you know, are there for us, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, for sure. You know, like, like there's plenty to be grateful for and... Here's the thing is you have a choice in what you focus on. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like society uh, encourages people to focus on all the wrong things. Yes. It's because that's lots of comparative comparisons. It's not just comparisons. It's just like even just like the wrong types of things. Like if you are feeling sad and depressed because there's a war in Ukraine. Right. Or if you're feeling like uh sad because global warming is a thing or you're feeling sad because uh you know women get paid less than men like i feel like all those things like they might be problems that are that exist in the world yeah but right? they're not they're out of our control but because they're out of your control right you, there's other things that you could be focusing your time on that that would make you feel better mm mm-hmm. Right. Like being grateful for things, that's good and all. And maybe, you know, and some people, it helps them to have like a gratitude journal and all that. But uh, I think the most important thing is focusing on the things that you can control that bring meaning to your life. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I could focus on Ukraine and all that, but I'd rather, you know, just play a game of Uno with my son. Right. Yeah. Or I'd rather, you know, like just like ask him how his day went or i'd rather you know uh you know you know blow raspberries on my daughter's belly right yeah right and so it's like like yeah like yeah i can focus on all these other things but this is like the why it's so important to have meaningful relationships in your life yeah and if course. you don't have meaningful relationships then it's a it's up to you to figure out like all right well how do i get meaningful relationships, right? You go out and explore. Okay. Yeah. That's one. That's the very first step yeah. to doing anything, right? Mm -hmm. Is going out and exploring, is talking to people, is trying to get like to know people. And then, and you're going to suck at it in the beginning. You know, I, I'm not good. I used to suck at it. I'm not good at making relationships. Really? You know? No, I'm terrible at it. Right. I think I'm pretty solid at it. Yeah. You're probably better than I am. Yeah. Because like, I don't know. Here's... Since I'm better than you and making relationships, I'll, I'll take I'll take over here. The key thing about <laughs> the key thing about building relationships is equality. Okay, you should be equal. Pe both people should be heard. Both people should be felt like they matter. 
this should be like an even trade-off, you know? Like you help them, you rub their back, they rub your back, you know? It's an mm. even trade-off. What do you say uh, to the idea that, that that's too transactional? Too transactional? Yeah. Like then, I scratch your back, you scratch my back, and that's the only reason why we're friends? Mm-mm. Like, is there more to it? There than is that? more to it than that. What a strong. So what do you first? Let's define what what is a strong relationship? Uh, define that. Not even a strong relationship. Like what I'm more worried about is having meaningful relationships. Then define meaningful relationships. So a meaningful relationship is one that you've chosen to take responsibility for. Mm-hmm. Right. And the other person has chosen to do the same. All right. So the thing here is, is that responsibility there has to be equality in their responsibility because again if you put all your energy into one person but they're giving like no energy to you back or no responsibility then it's just either parasitic or just an unbalanced maybe they're just not that interested in you yeah that's and that's fine but that is important to do because and these specific relationships what's the word you use meaningful Mm -hmm. these meaningful relationships I don't think it's a time thing. I do think maybe sometimes it can be, but it's generally just, it just happens. Like you just, but the way. Yeah. But you know, but, like, I feel like that's not helpful to somebody that has a hard time making friends. <sighs> hard time making friends. For, because you know what I, mean? I, I that, cause that's, I'm going to be honest with you. That's like a problem I've never really had to deal with. Yeah, I know. So it's like hard for me. Okay. So it is a little hard for me then because for me, I'm generally not afraid just to go up to a random stranger and have a whole conversation with them or text a random individual and have a whole conversation with them. For me, that's inherently normal. But I think to since I know all these people, I know lots of people, the ones I define meaningful are the ones that, you know, put in the same effort that I put into them, make me feel valued as they feel valued. And there's responsibility, you know? Yeah. reliance like like you said you said I this before like not a lot of people in america have like what do you consider close friends like where you could call them an emergency and they back you up right away right yeah that number is less than one on average yes yeah but the thing is that i have i know those people that's why i've generally based off my meaningful relationships are now people who in an emergency will have my back and vice versa because again i'm a type of person that if I really could, I'll, ha- I'll try to have everyone's back. It's very bad. Like, I will burn myself to keep others warm. And that's something I've been trying to get better at. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, if it's everyone, like, yeah, I'll, I'll ch- if someone's, like, de- desperately needing me, I'll be there for them. But if it's very inconvenient to me or, like, I just can't do it or I'm not in the right mental space, I'm not going to do that anymore. That's, like, a, a development, I could say, that I've made since when we first started this podcast. Yeah, there, I mean, there there's... To every relationship, there's going to be barriers and borders, yeah, right? And some of them are just not going to be even up to you. <laughs> My brother told me once, because he's he was in the Marine Corps, so he made, he has all of his Marine buddies, and they're oh. very very tight, right? And one time he got a call like early in the morning, you know, it was like three o'clock in the morning, from his friend, who calls him up. He goes, "Bro, Flores, I'm really hurt. I need you to come out and get me." And he goes like, "All right, man, where are you?" He goes, I'm in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> what? And I got into it. I think it was like a bike accident or something. And he was like, 
Dude, I'm in California. How the hell am I supposed to get out to California to like <laughs> Pennsylvania right now to save you? Like, you're on your own, man. Like, call somebody else. Like, but yeah, I mean, like, it's like within the bounds of like when you say take responsibility for other people, it is like within the bounds of reason, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, that that is good once you have a, an established relationship. I think the bigger question for people is. How do you even begin those to start off with? And and one thing that I have found has helped me, right? Being a person that's that has a hard time approaching people, that has a hard time making like friends and all that, is actually doing things yeah. that that involve other people, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, one of the things that helped me is when I started doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and I I really got into it. I got, I got into the gym, and then I started hanging out with the guys at the gym, and we would go out and we would go watch fights together, and we and then. I kind of slowly built up uh, a base of friends like around them yeah. and that, right? Mm-hmm. I, so I think like if you are the type of person that's having a hard time even establishing any kind of friends or don't even know how to start, joining some kind of like a sport or a club or doing something that just, you know, maybe something that you're really interested in. Maybe you're really interested in anime and you want to go join an anime club or something. Do it. Or maybe you want to like, maybe you're just really into like video games and you want to like, Join a club that does that, right? That Do plays it. whatever, right? Like, I think that's just doing that first step of like, I'm going to join this group, right? And then I'll figure out the rest of the parts as, as I kind of go along. I think that's the most important part. And it's like what you said, like the first thing is go out and explore. Yeah. Right? You can't be, you can be afraid, but don't let the fear stop you from doing things that you love. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. So what, how, how much time are we at? Uh, we were at 45. Okay. Cause I know Nate, you got to go. I know. Yeah. Okay. Next episode. I think this gave me a good idea for next time. Okay. So we're going to, I'm going to look back for where I was in when we first started. It'd be good. This would be actually good for the end of the year. Cause we started this back in like May, right? Mm-hmm. End of the year. See how I've changed and learned because I am a different person from when I started this podcast. I would say I don't light myself on fire for other people anymore. I think a lot of things have changed. A lot of my perspectives changed. So I think I'm going to see what has changed and what new things this podcast has yeah, taught it'd be, me in my it'd life. be interesting for you to hear like the the uh first few episodes yeah but i also want to like establish what has changed in my life like what what my new mindset is like my my perspective how how everything has changed from yeah, maybe even writing it episodes. down no yeah i'm right. gonna write this is gonna yeah. be a whole thing i'm gonna write down it's gonna be a little process it could be our end of the year episode and you could you could write things down too since yeah the when you quit teaching or retired yeah retired teaching <laughs> yeah i retired i like that phrase more and then and that and then in january will be season four okay season four i don't know where these seasons are gonna pop up but it'll be season we'll four just go on and then yeah and then we'll see yeah but yeah generational divides back one million more episodes hundred thousand more seasons hopefully hundred thousand yeah. more seasons it's kind of it's kind of a long break you know hmm? but uh yeah all right, so uh, any music recommendations? Oh yes, um, you could say yours first. I think figure out what's the action. I don't know if I said this last time, which was uh, "Fortress" by Queens of the Stone Age. Mm-hmm. I like that song. It's a really cool song. For me, I have to say "Undone" by Weezer. Undone by Weezer. Wow, that's old school, man. Dude, <laughs> yeah, such a good song. Yeah. All right. I'm so, in my rock phase, my indie rock phase right now. Yeah, love it. Good. 
All right. So if you want to reach out to us on email, you can email us at thegenerationaldivide at skiff.com. You can find us on Instagram. Jason is at Jason Maddox underscore. And I'm at steve.a.flores. If you want to contribute to the Patreon, one of the things that contributing to the Patreon is like, you don't have to invest a lot of money. Just a dollar. Even if it's like two dollars, four. I think the minimum they let you do is like three dollars. Yeah. Give us two dollars. Yeah. If you give us three dollars, that will help out. In, we are in a recession. We in need just money. getting like, you know, because I have to pay for fuel to drive all the way out here. I have to pay for equipment. I have to pay for and, and pay for talent. Yeah. Yeah. Pay for talent. Yeah. And we'll give you a shout out. You got to pay for talent. Yeah. I'm the talent. <laughs> yeah. I got to I got to pay Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I am the talent here. Yeah. But any way that you guys could help would be great. Uh, just a few dollars a, a month would would take us a long and way. And I have ideas. I just need I just need to make Flores do them. Like I have a like a cultural food thing I want to do, but he's disagree with it. We want to do the the wing stop taste test, but he doesn't yeah. want to do it. The hot ones <laughs> challenge. Not a fan of fast the, food, man. Okay, but again, you gotta live the college life again. Oh. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. Jason's gonna drag me back into college. Yes, well, I'm gonna I'm telling you, once I'm back, like during my winter break, we're gonna have some banger episodes because I'm telling you. I'm going to do the, the wing stop thing. I'm going to do the hot ones thing. We're going to do, just be prepared for December. December is going to be a big, big span of episodes. All right. Because I'm Sounds excited good. for it. All right. Because it has so, to do with food. Everyone <laughs> loves food. And we're going to we're gonna do the spicy noodles challenge. Okay. Nah, dude, your stomach's going to. I'm already getting heartburn from that. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. All right. So thank you very much for listening. And December we'll is season later. four. The go. Renaissance. <laughs> All right, catch you guys later. <laughs>